0: Welcome to The Village Lantern, a podcast for families living with hidden challenges such as autism and other neurodiverse conditions, and for anyone else wanting to understand, love and support. Our mission is to build understanding, empathy and love, families living with one or more children who have hidden conditions that make life harder in one way or another. We call this Extra Zing. Welcome to season two of The Village Lantern. It is so good to be back. How are you, Jordan? I'm good. We're back. We're back, Anna. We are who, back.
1: Who would have thought? It's been a crazy, a crazy year.
0: So long. But here we so are. So crazy. But here so we are. So good to see you.
1: <laughs> so, so, so much of everything. Um,
0: yeah, so much.
1: <laughs> it's definitely been a bit of a break since since we did season one, um, yeah. which, which went actually really well.
0: We loved it and we had so much good feedback and in fact, so many people, I don't know if you've had this, Jordan, but so many people have asked me when when are we coming back? When are the next episodes? So it's really nice to know that people are looking forward to what's coming. Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's been a long break.
1: Yeah. I so I when we first started, I didn't think slash knew we had like a viewership. I was like, I, right, yeah, Anna's friends, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> My mum's friends. Um, and then actually through the organisation, we started getting a few calls and we always ask, how did you hear about us? And they're like, oh, we listened to the Village Lantern. You know, we just came across it. Um, oh, and I was like, wow, goosebumps. this is really cool. So I'm really excited also um, for this season because we know we've got actually people listening, which, uh, is, which is amazing.
0: It is so exciting. I suppose, I mean... and. If you hear anyone starting a podcast, you often hear them say, I don't expect anyone to listen. (laughs) Um, But when you find out that people are, it is so exciting. And I think I I might have mentioned it once before that someone actually came up to me in the street near my daughter's school and said, oh, I just wanted to say hello and let Uh you know I've been listening. I just was so happy. It was just because this is the point, right? I mean, you remember our mission is to bring light and love to people living with hidden challenges and families, and, and that's exactly what we're able to do if people are listening. So, absolutely. super exciting. Absolutely. No,
1: um, and we've got a lot to catch up about, which will be good for the viewers to hear because it's basically what we've been, yep. been up to for, you know, yep. m- mainly the past, the past year. Yeah. Um, and full
0: disclosure, Jordan and I are both fully vaccinated. We are very committed to getting ourselves out of this extremely difficult situation. Absolutely. Um, and also, you know, I hope that uh, we can sort of convey how much we've been thinking about everyone in this time. I mean everyone's been struggling in different ways, no matter who you are or what kind of family you are. And for our families, being stuck at home with kids who are really struggling is super, super hard. And so, you know, sending out our love to everyone and knowing what you're going through and really sending strength and hoping that you're finding some way adjusting to make it work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, a couple of things on that. Um, Yeah, firstly, both double vaxxed, um, definitely. Also doing some social distancing at the moment. We've got Anna. Anna's Anna's looking good. Good posture. She's sitting upright on a chair. But I've got the handheld mic lounging about on the couch in the back of the room. I'm
0: very comfortable. with The mic in your hand.
1: <laughs> Absolutely no. I'm, I'm going very casual today. Um, but definitely. I, mean, I think it's also interesting. I mean, it's been such a challenging, you know, year and a half. Families have had to. Really go within themselves, you know, through through what I'm doing with support work, through what you're dealing with in your family. I think we've really been tested, but I think for everyone, it's probably been a really interesting insight into even even a glimpse of of what family life might look like all the time. You know, when you're living with a child or children with different levels of disabilities, um, that heightened sense of behavior that that's you know your child might feel stuck, you might feel stuck. Um, the not feeling like you can have an outlet, I mean, you'll be able to talk to that. I can only say from my perspective as the carer, but I mean, it's something you can definitely chat to. I'm sure that, you know, it's been challenging, but even for for every family, you know, if they're within the disability community or not, I'm sure this last year and a half has probably gained a lot of ability to empathise with those families that have this all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yes, it's been very hard. I think, you know, I, obviously we've all had a lot of time to think Um way too much probably. And for our um, family and for many like ours, obviously the, the routine, the lack of routine has been extremely hard. So, you know, our kids, not all of them, but a lot of them really comfortable and happy knowing what's going to happen every day, seeing the same people going to the same places, having that sense of um, confidence about what's going to happen. And that obviously has been thrown out the window, not being able to leave the house, change things up, obviously affects everyone. All my kids struggle in different ways and and for them, uh, actually for a couple of them, being at home has been some ways good for them because school's really stressful, you know, being around other people and, and kind of trying to follow the instructions and and deal with all the complexities of, of being in a room with a lot of people is actually really hard. So on one level, that's been quite good for um, two of my kids. My oldest um, is 13 and he's very much connected or wants to be connected to his friends. So he's really struggled. And I think, I think I've mentioned this once before that you know, we um, as parents, uh, our levels of stress are absolutely passed through to our kids. And so if we're stressed about what's going on for whatever reason, then of course that ups the ante in terms of the stress in the house. So um, just the isolation, the loneliness. Um, and then weirdly, I don't know about you, but I've found myself more and more reclusive. And even as the possibility of opening up comes out, I sort of think, eh, huh, I don't know, you know, it's yeah. I, I've heard quite a few people say that. So it's a very, very complex thing. I mean, one thing that I have reflected on is, um, you know, I think one of the reasons is so hard is it's so unfamiliar and the word unprecedented can't be said any more times and it has been <laughs> yeah. in the last couple yeah. of years. but. You know, I, I do think actually that it gives us the opportunity to imagine what our grandparents might have experienced during wartime or during depression time. I mean, I know the conditions were different, but those massive social shifts or changes that are new, we've never experienced that before, not in Australia. And so I think in some ways it's actually good and important that as humans we understand what it feels like to be living in a very, very compromised situation because it's part of our history as humans, you know.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, obviously our perspective is always going to be brought sort of back to the disability community and and understanding the challenges that it's brought to the families, to the kids, to the support team. Um, but I th- honestly think, you know, the, the pandemic's really done a lot in shifting the empathy on most social issues. I, yeah. mean, I, I think about mental health and I think about the people in the communities that have been championing mental health awareness and it was peripheral and slowly been brought more and more into the mainstream. And then we hit the pandemic and everyone's like, you know what? We're all having a degree of mental health struggles. Um, Diagnosed or not diagnosed in the last year and a half, there have been times that every single person's felt anxious. Yeah, Um, Every single person's felt many symptoms of depression. I'm not saying everyone's been depressed, which is a prolonged form of that feeling, but everyone's at least been able to understand what that could feel like, feeling socially uncomfortable. Yes. You know, we're, we're coming out of lockdown in different places and, you know, we're at the park and we're with, you know, a friend or two and some people t- finding it really tough to know how to socialise and the thought of being in these big social gatherings is, is anxiety producing for people. Um, so I find it really interesting, you know, we're talking about bringing light and love um, to people who, um, have unique circumstances. And the pandemic's really interesting because obviously we're going to chat about the challenges. But it, in a way, I think that it has potential to really be something that in the long run could be really positive in the sense that it's taken everyone from their shelters um, and faced them with challenges where, at the end of the day, the communities that we're dealing with have been facing, will continue to face. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do, what all disability advocacy is trying to do is we can only change so much within the actual neurodiverse community itself. At the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, we can have better supports, we can have better institutions, better frameworks, but the actual big change is going to happen is the rest of society. You know, Absolutely. That, that, we had a guest on last season, Tal Spinrad, a man who lives with autism, has two children with autism, and he has three children overall, and he often talks about, the number one cause of disability comes from those who don't live with a disability.
0: Absolutely.
1: And, and it's really interesting that this whole, whole environment really could provide some sort of impetus to start really being able to to work on some of the summer stuff that you, know, you and I have been trying to do for a long time.
0: Yeah. I like to think that a lot will change in one way or another. And, uh, I mean, of course, we, we can't predict it, but I, I think it's impossible that that the world won't change socially, psychologically. And, yeah, if there's increased empathy for others, increased care for others, and I think we've seen that absolutely in the concern for people's health. You know, people have stayed home, in many cases, for the health of others, you know, for the concern of the health risk of others. And that is is a beautiful thing, taking, a you know, a step back for yourself, taking a, a hit for yourself for the greater good. And, you know, I think that's absolutely what we would love to see more of, particularly in our space, is you know consideration and care and open heartedness and love and compassion. So yeah, he's hoping.
1: Cool, cool. And 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 I love, I love that we both are clearly got. A, we've both clearly got a lot to say this Lots this say. season. I think we've both had very interesting years. Um, but I love that we've both been so keen to dive right in that we haven't even done a proper introduction yeah. to ourselves. Yeah, and what we've been up to, which I'm very. I'm, I mean. Like I said, Anna and I haven't been able to catch up in a while now. So you're hearing live a lot about what Anna and I are going to be catching each other up on because, like I said, it's been a year.
0: Yeah.
1: Positives and negatives. Um, So much change. So much change. So
0: tell me, what have you been doing, Jordan?
1: Yeah, cool. So it's been a big year. It's been a big year professionally, personally, academically. Yeah. So I'll start professionally. Um, We've honestly had an incredible year. With the awesome. organisations. Um, so just a refresher, I run an organisation called Care Now, which is all about providing support for children and young adults living with a disability through connecting them with like-minded and young carers and support workers. I could chat chat about why, why we do that, you know, for, for a long time, but it's been going really amazing. And a huge focus for this past year has been on, building the actual service of what we do, not just to have these amazing support workers, but to create a community. So we've been working on the family side with coming up with a lot of different social opportunities and social programs to connect families to each other but also taking this time to really work with our team of carers and work on advocacy sessions, work on training sessions. We've been developing um, educational modules we're putting out into the community. So we've really, we brought on a couple of incredible people in the past year um, into the organisation who have been involved in in disability for a long time and have come with an incredible passion and fervour to make the organisation not just, you know, do good things, but to do really impactful things, and and it's been really cool. So we've grown. I mean, the actual organization has grown, but the weight of what we do has been amazing for, for me, and um, it's been cool to see. You know, obviously at the end of the day, I'm my sort of role is overseeing you know the growth of the business and also the growth of our community impact, and I feel. 100% confident in saying that in the last year we've transformed from a service provider that's doing good things into a community to a genuine community organization that's like form of revenue is its is business but can clearly be doing more than that which was my goal from the start but we've actually i feel on very close to having achieved that It's amazing, Um, Jordan. It's
0: amazing. And the thing that I loved, and we talked about this in our first episode of season one, what I loved, and when I met you, and what I was so drawn to was the fact that you've got these young people as carers. And you know, for our, our kids and our families, they want to hang out with someone that they that they have fun with, that they feel in some ways connected to, that perhaps they have things in common with. And I, I mean, I don't. I think it's probably fair to say that in the past, many carers have come from different backgrounds and potentially were older, and and potentially maybe that's been their career. And, and not suggesting by any means that they're not good at it, but it's a different op, it's a different offering to be able to bring a young person into a home that another young person can look up to, can learn from, can develop a friendship with. And I think that's that unique thing that you do, which I, I'm not surprised that it's taken off because it was a real need. There was a real need for it. It. And you've found these great people with passion um, and care and responsibility. Um, it's awesome. It's so exciting. Well done. Thank
1: you. I know. I mean, obviously I appreciate that. You know, obviously our organization has, has you know, helped support you at different points and your feedback along the way has helped a lot about how we shape the things we do. I definitely think that we probably could have multiple episodes of us just talking and, <laughs> and a whole episode of delving into everything everything that you sort of believe in, and another one for everything that I believe in because I've got so much to say on this and, uh, you know, obviously I'm just chatting about the surface level of the organization where really like I really could chat for a long time about yeah. the belief system and the vision, um, but I haven't even gotten through one third of the professional yeah, update. Yeah, carry on, carry so on. So I will move on, but I think that potentially this season, you know, I also like our chats, you know, obviously it's, it's awesome bringing in guests um, who offer... You know, their own specific insight, which is amazing. Um, but I think we also have our own specific insight that we should probably share more.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think that's right. So we've got a whole lot of exciting guests and maybe we could actually allocate a few sessions just for us because I agree. I mean, I think there's so many things that we can talk about and I think our own experiences day by day and as things happen are absolutely relevant to this audience too. So yeah, cool. let's so, do that. Let's cool. do that. Cool. Well,
1: let's, we'll- We'll, this will be uh, episode one, yeah. So hopefully we'll get some feedback, and if if the viewers wanna wanna hear a little bit more about Anne and Jord, um, we'll we'll do it. <laughs> it's uh, funny
0: that you say viewers. Someone listeners um, listeners. Yeah, no, well, maybe there'll be maybe we'll get a camera, but yeah, someone did say to me recently, oh, I'll um I'll watch your podcast over the weekend, and I <laughs> said to him, you can try and watch it, but I think it'll work better if you listen to uh, it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can get it up on your phone and watch the little Spotify icon for our village lantern (laughs) for an hour. But, yeah. yeah, So um,
0: anything more professionally that you want to update me on, go on. Yeah,
1: look, I'll try and not spend too much time on it because it's been a crazy year. But we also, yeah, about 15 months ago, we started up an organisation called Hoop Now. Yeah, I love this. Which is really cool. Uh, It's all about basically addressing the barriers that prevent kids living with a disability from making friends uh, at school or just in general. And we identified one area, not saying it's the most important, but a really key area for the growth in young girls and boys and anyone is the ability to connect with their peers through physical activity. Yeah. Um, for me personally, that's how I made all my early friends before I could understand, you know, emotional bonding. It was, oh, you kicked a ball to me, I kicked it back to you. Now we're mates. Yeah, now, awesome. now, now. So that was something that I saw was really important and there was a lot of barriers that are stopping these kids from participating and some of it is physical um, so that there just aren't the right environments or facilities for them to be able to participate in an equal way. A lot of it is social mm. in the sense that they have the physical ability to be able to learn mm-hmm. the skills, but whoever's instructing them isn't doing it in a way that they can process. Yeah, And totally. it, it could just be as simple as phrasing things in a different way or just yeah. repeating and suddenly that kid totally gets it. Yeah. And instead, they have no idea, and then fall behind their it's class.
0: Such a problem! It's such a problem, and I've definitely found when I can find providers, whether they're specialised or not, or whether they've just got the knack, if they understand how to how to communicate um, and how to kind of wrangle the others around, it makes such a difference. I'm, I think I'm going to send Millie along.
1: It's yeah. It's honestly, um, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about the community second, but it's been super cool. Awesome. Um, I'll, I'll just the third main thing um, because it's really important in our organisation is the social aspect between the kids and the sense that they may have the skills they may be understanding what's happening but the other kids don't want to play with them because they haven't intuitively understood the value of teamwork and collaboration and then these kids are like well he's not passing she's not passing they're not passing to me they're not encouraging me so I I don't want to play with them and these kids are five, six, seven, eight like I don't want to I don't want to play with him. <laughs> yeah. so they, and, and then they get excluded. Yeah. Um, and so a key thing that we're working on is actually the development of social skills. These kids don't know how, it's not that they don't know how to be social, but they're going to be taught. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's the gap. Yeah. It's, it's not intuitive. Yep.
0: That's um, exactly right. But just because
1: something's not intuitive doesn't mean that that kid's a lost cause. Yeah. And we work with these kids and yep. we as basic or as advanced as it needs to be, we teach them about what it's like to be a teammate.
0: You do it one-on-one, how do you actually do it?
1: So we have three different structures in Hoop now um, that all work on different things. So we run private sessions, which are one-to-one, anytime during the week or weekend, at your house, at a local court, and you work with your coach. And And they're, I, they're focusing on... What is absolutely specific to what you need?
0: How have I not asked you a bit this before, <laughs> and how have you not sent someone? Well, I guess we can't have anyone over, but I, yeah. this is exactly what I need for for one of my it, kids. It's
1: been really, it's been really helpful because that is really good for the tailored focus. Like there might be a kid who's socially great, and he or she just isn't quite getting the skills. Yep. or they get everything, but they're just not confident enough to practice these skills with their classmates. Others, it's way too overwhelming to be around other kids right yeah, now, but they yeah. just want to learn basketball. Yeah. So we focus on basketball. Yeah. And again, there's a lot of reasons why we do this, which I won't touch on now. Um, But basically we thought it'd be really important to build a community around a sport that everyone who comes in the community can engage through this sport. Yeah, it's And, perfect. and you know, they all are learning the rules together. And,
0: and it's a sport that is across the world. Yeah. I mean, you go anywhere you go, you, you just need a ball, right? And, and
1: it's, we think it's, the most accessible in the yeah. sense that you can play with any type of ball, any type of ring, outdoors, yeah. indoors. It's cheap. Cheap, yeah. fully competitive. You can play five on five at a gym and be bloody tackling each other yeah. all the way down to two people yep. at a quiet ring playing horse.
0: Amazing. And...
1: It's anything in between. So um,
0: good.
1: It's really, and, and it just so happens to be my favourite spot. Your favourite yeah. Perfect. <laughs> um, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and so we do these one-to-ones. We run our community camps, which are... Saturdays and Sundays, the one hour sessions, seniors, juniors, where we have about 20 30 kids come into our court. Um, we're at a few different premises around Melbourne. We have a, a big team of coaches, so if there's 20 30 kids, we've got 10 15 coaches and you get into groups of four or five that you stick with for the term. And that's all about teaching skills, teaching social skills. Um, you know, for example, now we have to reshape things because of COVID. But before COVID, an example of something we did was there'd be a drill. Um, built into the drill is you'd get points for making it pass, but you'd also get points for giving your teammate a high five, Aww. and you'd get points for saying encouraging oh words my gosh, to them. This
0: is awesome. And, and, it really,
1: and then you saw that it was a learned skill. Yeah, these, of course. These, and we had to show them how to do it, had show them what to say, and, and by week get ten. Then by week ten, though. These these kids have slowly learned what it's like to encourage and they can see, they can see. The, yes,
0: they get the, the response.
1: They, they get the response, but it, the response stops being, I do this and I get a point and it starts being like, I did this and I saw that person be happy. Oh, you know what, that person went yes. to me and I was happy and it's slow increments. Yes. We, we have kids coming Three terms. By the end of the third term, they don't, they don't, they don't even notice the points. Oh my this gosh. is what they do. This is, I love it. Um, I
0: cannot believe we've never talked about this. Yeah, well, I'm super signing up.
1: It's really, it's honestly been amazing. I mean, we've, when
0: we can, of when course, we can, but and, yeah. and
1: we've got an incredible, incredible support from the community, like. Hoop now is something that just isn't offered and the community's going around it. You know, we've an international sponsors. We have ambassadors who are all at the Olympics. Um, which have been really cool. Like a couple of our ambassadors, Tess Madgen, who's like an Australian oh. Opal star. Um, and she, she's really passionate about what we do and, and helping us out. And, and then also another ambassador who's sort of coming on at the moment is Joe Ingalls. Yes. Who yep. plays in the Utah Jazz, one of the most famous Australian basketballers of all time. Yes. One of the best of all time. Um and he he has a son.
0: Yeah, that's um, right. Lives I remember with autism, seeing that. And he's yeah. very
1: passionate about providing his son opportunities and, you know, we do basketball. Yeah, and, perfect. And he, he's definitely, you know, expressed an interest in wanting to help us out. And yeah, the community's really rallied, rallied around it so much more than we ever thought. And we're super excited to, to continue awesome. it. It's
0: so good. Yeah. I'm so excited. I can't yeah. wait to talk more about that. Absolutely. Awesome. And then,
1: And then we also work at quite a few special schools um, around Melbourne. So we go in after school or during their curriculum, like in the, the day, and we run these basketball sessions. Oh, oh
0: you've got to come to my daughter's
1: school. Yeah, yeah. We we, we actually are at quite, quite a few. Um, and then we also, there's like a league, a disability league, that a couple of our coaches, we coach teams there, and a lot of the kids play at Hoop now. On the you know, on the weekends of the day, they train with us and then they are in their teams. And oh, for I'd me, love this. for me, that's probably my favorite thing because yeah. I'm seeing it all, I'm seeing it all together. I'm seeing the teamwork, I'm seeing the fun, I'm seeing the competitiveness. Um, cause at the end of the day, I love that. You know, some of these kids are there to, cause they they like to win. You know, that's not that's not the focus.
0: But having a real like passion and sense of <laughs> a- achievement is massive. Absolutely. And it brings so much satisfaction and connection.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. Like if there are kids who bloody hell want to win. Good on and them. And they're, they're training at Hoop now not because they, you know, have a disability and want to make friends because they're training basketball because this, awesome. this is the best place for them to get oh. better. And we've got groups like that. So we split off everyone into groups based on sort of what their personal goals are and yeah. aligning them together. Yeah. So we've got a couple of groups that their goals are to get better. Oh, um, and, that's, just,
0: and it's integrated. I just absolutely. love that so much. Absolutely. That's so awesome. we've actually got quite
1: a lot happening in the next year of... of Integrating with with different associations and different community structures to be able to provide those pathways. Like for instance, we have a pathway with the Special Olympics.
0: Yeah, amazing. So they
1: send some of their players to us to receive additional training, but we also encourage some of our players to follow that pathway yes. if they really want to get that competitive. Oh,
0: changing lives, Jordan. It's really cool. Amazing. I mean,
1: I mean, it's great for the kids, um, and it's great for the coaches. Yeah, I've seen amazing things from from some of our coaches, and particularly because you know, some of them come from a disability background, but some of them come from a basketball background and yep. they're really b- being introduced to this community and everything so amazing about it through this genuine connection they have with the kids over this game, this yeah, sport yeah. that they love and and the parents, um, you know, we, we do a sausage sizzle every single weekend and the parents are all out there chatting whilst the kids are inside playing and then, you know, the best thing I, I've heard is this probably happened at the end of term Term two um, last year where we now had two solid terms of these kids coming and eventually the parents got together and they formed a WhatsApp group.
0: Yeah.
1: And now after Hoop Now program every single week, they all stick around. We're at Trinity Grammar School, one of our programs on Sunday. So we've got our amazing gymnasium but also like outdoor playgrounds. And now after every Hoop Now session, like we're done, we're packed up. And most of the kids stay, most of the parents stay, and all the kids play in the playground oh, together. I got
0: goosebumps. It's,
1: it's an amazing story. When I found out about this WhatsApp group, that's what, I mean, It's that's genuine friendships. Yeah. You know, they've made yeah. friends and the kids all play together. They all kind of know each other now. Yeah. The parents all are kind of making friends and they're supporting each other. Um and it's great, and that's that's what it's about. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we want to achieve. That's what who Now is a vehicle to choose, achieve stuff like that, where you now can make friends, yeah. Um, and and parents now have support structures that we're not facilitating, um, and that's that's what we want. It's amazing, um, and you know, I think I think we may have spoken about this when we first started, but like the goal for a lot of you know disability organizations or disability advocacy programs is their goal is to achieve their vision so that they no longer exist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's what Takes a Village is for. Same thing. It's about bringing those, I mean, in in some ways what you've done is similar to what we're sort of doing with the same cause of bringing parents together with shared experience who can support and connect and know they're not alone and share ideas and, and just feel comfortable together.
1: Absolutely. and Then they take those support structures into their own hands and bring other people in. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll quickly touch base on the last thing and I'm not going to touch on anything personal or, <laughs> how or can. How academic. about we do that
0: next time? Yeah.
1: because oh, you don't have to. Only if no, you want to. There's some very exciting stuff, but this has been a good little delve in. Yeah. Delve in. Um, but we actually have started up, which you are hearing for the first time, and I think you're going to love it. We started about three months ago because of COVID. We haven't been able to do our official launch, but we've started up a drama school for children living with a disability.
0: So now is the time for me, Jordan. You (laughs) knew I was going to do this, didn't you? So I moved house recently Mm. and my neighbour is this lovely family. You don't know where I'm going yet. Your face has not changed. I'm working out. (laughs) You're going to remember. And so I met this lovely family and I, I started chatting and turns out the woman's a speech pathologist, which is great for us because it means that she and her family might be a little bit more tolerant of some of the shouting that might be happening in our house. Uh, and so, the, yeah, we moved next door to this family, the woman's a speech pathologist, and we were chatting and I mentioned this podcast and I mentioned you. And she said, I know Jordan. You ready? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is connected to your drama school. Oh, uh,
1: no, this yup. is She m- said,
0: Jordan uh, Sandler, he's a great guy. He came and did a performance at my mother's 80th uh, birthday party. Uh, I said, tell, tell me more. Uh, now you've and it turns out, out that Jordan... <laughs> Now, who was it? It was was it Sinatra? You did a Sinatra performance. Was it singing and dancing? I'm gonna have to oh, God! You're going to have to tell. And uh, if only someone must have taken a video yeah. for sure. Yeah. Okay, so we're digging that up. And tell me about this oh. because remember when we were talking about <laughs> High School Musical I know, and I. <laughs> No. Like, I was waiting for your face to fall and you kept watching me with sort of engagement and I was like, he doesn't know where I'm going yet. such <laughs> a funny story. So go because this is like yeah. a, this makes sense if so, you started a drama school.
1: Yeah, so I've always <laughs> always loved performing, like loved, loved my sport at school, loved the academics and, and loved the arts um, and probably the arts is the thing that's probably fallen away the most. Um, so I'm always kind of looking for little things to you know, do. And this is... <laughs> And honestly, <laughs> so this was probably like a year and a half ago, maybe a couple of years ago and I had finished my exams and I was on Facebook, went on Facebook after my last exam and I saw this person post in like this community Facebook group saying like help needed, um, yeah. we might, we need Performers, Frank Sinatra impersonators for my grandmother's birthday tonight. Um,
0: oh, it was a last minute call out. It was a
1: pre last minute call out. Um, if my memory serves correctly, um,
0: did you dust off your tuxedo? And
1: and so so well. <laughs> well I'm gonna get you for this, Anna. Honestly. Oh, so anyway, so then great. then I was like, well got nothing on, like I just finished exams, like why not? So I sent this person a message saying, I was like looking for amateur, there's layers to this, this story, is looking for amateur performers. So I sent this person a message and I said, depending on how wide your definition of amateur is. <laughs> how amateur. I, I may fit in. Me, me implying that I'm on the side of amateur that's almost not nothing at all. End. Definitely not the other side. And she's like, oh, no, like I'm sure it'll be fine. Send a video. She's
0: so nice. Such she's a beautiful lovely, woman. lovely
1: person. Yeah. And I sent a video. Of me singing a song, she said, "You're so oh, you're like you're so lovely." Like, yeah, of, course she said, of course, come. So, of course, come. And I thought it was really sweet. And the thing that, and I should have picked this up as a hint, Anna. Because she said, "How much do you usually charge?" And I was like, I laughed at myself. Like, usually charge?
0: <laughs> wow! Well. So I sent her back
1: a message, and I, I said, <laughs> I said, we'll call it, we'll call her Kim for that's not a name, but we'll just say Kim. Yeah. I said Kim. Absolutely, do not worry. Like, uh, um, this is not my job. This is like, my I don't, I don't have, I don't have a usual. Like, <laughs> this it's fine. Um,
0: Give me a sausage roll. And yeah,
1: like it's just it's gonna be funny. And so I got, I got my suit out, and I arrived there that night. I practiced a couple. I was performing, um, New York, New York. How
0: many numbers did you go?
1: So, so I prepared a few, um, and I rock up there, and I see two other guys with suits. Oh. And, and I'm like, hang on a sec. I'm um, what are you guys doing? Like, oh, we're also, are you here, like, you're the Frank Snatcher performer. I'm like, oh, I didn't realise other people doing it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. They're like, what are, you, what are you singing? I'm like, oh, like, I guess, like, I think we're doing one or two songs each. I was like, oh, okay, probably like New York, New York. And they're like, cool, cool. Like, how long you been doing this for? Like, I've been singing for. And I'm like, oh, no, like, I don't really sing. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? I was like. Wait, like, what? <laughs> what do
0: you <laughs> so mean? Then, so then you I, didn't so then, know you were going to sing.
1: No, I knew I was going to sing, but I thought it was like, because like, they share, like amateur performer. <laughs> but the, the kick is, then I said to them, like, what are you guys? They're like, no, we're professional singers. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, like, hang on, oh. what do you mean? They're like, yeah, like, that's our job, we're, we're professional singers. And now I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> then like this this woman comes out she gives us all like a rose and she's like okay this is how it's going to go like we're going to play the music you know you've given us your number one song you come out you perform you give the rose to my grandma who wants to go first <laughs> I was like I-, I didn't know how to play this I was like I, I think I've got it yeah, like, you I was like have what do I go- do like, no, you have do- to go first I was like what do I do and I'm like I'm not a- I'm- you have
0: to go first because <laughs> no, you don't know what's going to happen next <laughs> so, so and I- you have to go first so
1: I walk in I'm like okay I'll go, I'll go first and I-, I go in and I walk in and there are multiple people from my basketball team.
0: No. It was,
1: it was one of their grandmothers
0: oh.
1: who the function was. So I've walked in oh on a God. Tuesday bloody night <laughs> no. in a f- tuxedo, and oh. I've got boys from the basketball no. team looking Did at you me. Did you
0: eyeball them or just I eyeball oh them? God. I,
1: I, my heart dropped. <laughs> I, knew, I knew others as well who oh. I was like friends with. It was just like a total local grandmother. <laughs> I'm like, oh god! So oh,
0: then I'm it.
1: faced with a choice. I, I had two choices, Anna. There's nothing I could do about my singing. It it is what it is. It's a solid six point five.
0: I reckon it's better.
1: <laughs> I'll show you the video after I'm, this, Anna, and you can decide. you definitely going to show me the video. Um, so I had two choices. One, turn around and <laughs> bolt the hell out of there, and just you sorry, can't grandma do that
0: to a grandmother.
1: It was a consideration. <laughs> it was a consideration. And then the second the second option was I'm just going to have to bloody hell put on a just, hilarious performance yes, so that it's at least funny. Yes. So I went with option B. The music comes on and I like.
0: You just got into the I zone. I got
1: into it. I, I jump on the table. I jump on the chairs. Oh. I'm going around. I get the grandma
0: up. I'm dancing oh. around
1: with her. I sound horrible. Oh, straight no. Up, straight up. The singing
0: is Pretty average. Did you not do your warm-up singing? No,
1: I don't even think I know what the warm-up is. Um, But everyone's laughing and and it ended up being very funny. And And were the
0: other people now sorry to have to follow you? Well,
1: then they came in and had the most angelic
0: voices of all time. that works. That balances out.
1: It it worked fine because mine was funny, theirs was good. So they got two Frank Sinatra impersonators and I guess a Frank Sinatra comedian. Um, and, then, and, then, and then the video starts circulating because oh no. one, of the, one of the girls that had obviously filmed it and yeah, sent it around oh no. to a few of my friends, which honestly it was fine. They've um, seen
0: you do that before though, surely. Oh I'm sure you turn it on every now and then.
1: No. no. I mean, a, anyway, anyway um, that's that story. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to take question time. because <laughs> It was pretty well, that's, embarrassing. Um, I
0: love that so much and I just love that you did that because you're such a good person anyway. And and I I reckon you would have been more than a 6.5. But anyway, let's go back to the drama school. I love this. Tell me more.
1: Yeah, I mean drama and performance is something that I think is incredible. I think it really, really challenges people to
0: it's like sport, right, but in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. In the same sort of vein.
1: Absolutely, and I think it brings out people's inner voice. I think it brings out people's inner confidence. It makes them more comfortable. It challenges them, and it really can help people shine. It's helped me. It's helped people I know. And when we're talking about disability, you know, we're talking about kids who really struggle to find their voice, who have a beautifully unique voice but struggle to find it, for so many reasons, the barriers, the environments, their own personal um, experiences, they struggle to find their voice.
0: Well, it's also one of those things that people might sort of have a, a desire to do but, and yet there's still this sort of pressure and anxiety about performing in front of other people, right? Well,
1: absolutely, and, and that is one of the hardest bits about drama is that the initial barrier can be really tough and, and that's something we've taken into immense consideration with the syllabus that we've created. So um,
0: who, who's we and where did you find the time to do this?
1: <laughs> um, the latter answer to, to the question is I, I don't know right. but the former the former question um, so I'm actually running it with this girl her name's Maddie Sunshine Aww. which is I mean she was born to be an actor <laughs> with that kind of name. Is
0: that- actually her name That's on her, name. her birth certificate. That's her name, Maddie oh, Sunshine.
1: Madeline Sunshine. She's a fantastic good. person. Um, and coincidentally, like I called the program Shine Now.
0: Oh, um, cute. Which is really cool. It's all, it's all about,
1: it's all it's about finding. Yeah, it's really cool. It speaks to exactly what we're trying to do, which is to find your inner light, to oh, find your inner voice, to get up on stage. Again. It's really cool. And, and, and I think it's going to be amazing um, because I really think that that drama can help kids find a lot of inner confidence yes. in any kid. But now we're talking about kids who really on one hand struggle with their confidence and struggle to express who they truly are.
0: And who just might not get the opportunity for whatever reason.
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I you, you know, with Millie, I'm sure you know this um, and I know this from so many kids that, you know, it, it may be tough to hear their inner voice gosh, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting inner voice when it comes out. Well, it's so the thing
0: is we all need to find our inner voice. We cannot get through all the challenges in life unless we can really hear it and really know who we are and really live to that voice. So that's awesome.
1: Absolutely. And your inner voice isn't necessarily always expressed verbally and yeah. linearly and, yeah. and we we shut off when we think about other avenues of expression in our in our you know, yeah. neurotypical world that some of these kids that get up on stage and what they can do with their voice, what they can do with their movement, what they can do with their hands, how they express themselves, like they're a whole whole new person. Um, and I really think that there's a lot that can be translated from the stage and into how you feel about yourself and also Aww. how you're able to relate to others. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited. Maddie's great. She she Can we get
0: her in? Can we get her yeah, in? Probably, yeah,
1: probably, I'm sure. She's she's awesome. She's awesome. So she she's like studying acting and she um works for Care Now. So right. she's been doing disability support work and so passionate about what she's learned and what you know she's been able to gain from, from her work, but also what she's been able to give and, and what she's been able to see. Amazing. So we've we've been getting it together, consulting with lots of different people within the performance world and disability world to create a program that um, is fun and easily understood um, and, and cap, cut straight to the heart of what we want to create on stage and, and also that social aspect. So you know, a quick summary of the program is, you know, there are these 90-minute workshops each week the first 30 minutes, we've got all of our kids, seniors, juniors, doing warm-ups together, yep. having little like little interactions with each other, just a communal space and, and working on those social skills and feeling comfortable and, and safe and, and How many kids
0: in. would you see in that first group? Like, Well,
1: I mean, at the moment, we don't know how many kids we're going to get because um, our launch has sort of been delayed. Yeah. Um, so we've got like quite a few spaces that are happy to bring us in. You know, I probably wouldn't want for each 90-minute workshop more than, Twenty to thirty people, yeah, um, and we then split that off yeah. know, into ten to fifteen juniors and seniors, because um, then what happens? We've got ten to fifteen kids, and in our second, in our second section, each week we introduce a new micro skill. So you know, we might be doing macro skill facial expressions, micro skill joy, and we'll work on joy.
0: And Amazing. We'll, we'll, we'll workshop
1: that, and we'll teach that. You know, we might be doing macro skill movement, micro skill um, acting, acting like a giant. Um,
0: it's and like in um have you, you you're way too young, but have you ever watched a chorus line? I haven't. Oh,
1: no, I haven't you're I'm way showing too young.
0: my age. Yeah, but it's 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 like a early eighties film about Broadway. Yeah. And there's training, there's the sort of practice exercises and they have to like be a tree, be a tree. You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. The, it, I always find it really funny because I personally am so in awe of people who uh, I don't know, can act. And, and I, for me, the idea of being a tree or trying to, it, I just, it's such a blocker for me. I'm like, I don't know how you could do that. But it's, Look, I mean, to of, be honest,
1: being a tree probably, <laughs> it probably isn't the most enticing do thing much. to want to do. Yeah, it's yeah I true. mean, what it could tr- be, that could be the block that you don't want to act I like think a tree. That's true.
0: Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that's and, amazing. Yeah. Um
1: so Anna that that was the longest <laughs> winded short update I think I could possibly give yeah. but it, it's nice to tell you as well cuz like I said I mean I haven't told you about Shine now or, or given yes. you much of an update. I mean uh, it seems like I didn't tell you that much about Hoop now either <laughs> no. so I guess it's really taken off since we last spoke but um it was great to be able to tell you all about that and, and also give um, the listeners not not the viewers <laughs> um, a bit more context into at least structurally what I'm sort of engaging with in the disability community yeah. um, currently.
0: Well, I mean, these are all the things that, I- assuming many of our listeners are parents, not all, but many, I mean, this is relevant and interesting to them as well. So it's awesome to be able to share that and let people know what's going to be available and and how they can participate and, and, and the fact that they're going to have access to these other families and other communities. It's awesome. So yeah, exciting. Absolutely. And, and Anne... Your last
1: year, tell me, tell me all about it.
0: Well, um, gosh, I don't, it's, it's really been quite a blur. I think that it's been a massive change for me because a year and a half ago, I was working in a corporate job. It was big. It was, um, I I really enjoyed it, but it was extremely demanding. And actually, if, you know, if I think about how we came to meet was because I was looking for people to help me with my kids so that I could go to work. You know, so that I could help with pick drop offs, whatever, and the logistics of trying to balance all the kids and as Milly, um, her sort of needs became more challenging, it just it just really became clear to me that I couldn't keep doing that. I couldn't keep living and working in that model, and so I left that job, which is big because I'd been there for sixteen years. Huge, yeah, that is a yeah. Big, that's but a big I think call. I always knew that that was going to happen at some point. And then, um, then the whole sort of um, fallout effect of that was that uh, we had to change where we were living because we were both on, you know, we were we had two incomes and then now we had one income so we had to, we actually sold our house, we bought a new house, we moved, we moved temporarily, we moved. I mean, anyone knows moving is a nightmare. Moving that many times, especially with kids who are anxious about change, was just extremely consuming. And then in the middle of this COVID, so, and then, you um, having to adjust to homeschooling, which for my kids was just not, just didn't really work. They they just found it very, very stressful. Uh, So it's been a massive adjustment time for me, changing everything about the way that we live as a family and the way that I live and work. Um, But I've also um, started to spend more time on Takes a Village. I've been doing some work with another social enterprise that provides math training to underprivileged kids so that's working through a whole lot of university professors providing this sort of um, tutoring to kids who are passionate about maths but otherwise can't really access so I'm on the board for them and it's sort of they've been sort of up and down work with them and also just kind of thinking about my new life now so I started studying started my psychology degree and I know you've started studying as well so I look forward to talking about that as well and I am also I've been coaching. So I was doing quite a lot of coaching within my job with executives and in the corporate that I worked for and now I'm working with a lot of individuals coaching. And I actually am also doing coaching for parents who are living our life. So through Takes a Village, which is my organisation, I offer coaching for parents just kind of often if it's new to this life or if they're sort of experiencing new challenges and how they can kind of work through those challenges of managing all aspects of their life with this additional Um, pressure of having children who have these additional needs. So I'm busy, plenty busy. And yeah, my daughter is due to start high school year after next. So I've been spending a lot of time looking at schools, trying to work out what kind of education options might work. It's very consuming. It's quite stressful. There's not a whole lot of obvious choices. So that takes quite a lot of time as well. Yeah, and I've got a teenager and another child, so that keeps me busy too. <laughs> Gosh,
1: and that's that's a big that's a big update. There's yeah. definitely lots to unpack there.
0: Yeah, um, there's a lot, a but lot. I think that we, I think, I think you're right. There's so many things that we want to probably explore, and we ought to give ourselves some actual dedicated time to do that, in addition to the fact that we've got a whole lot of exciting guests coming Amazing. up. Amazing.
1: Um, I definitely want to ask a few things though, because there's so many interesting things you're working you know, on at the moment. But something that I found find so interesting is you've gone back to study. Yeah. Why and how's that going?
0: Yeah. Um so I've or I did a double degree when I was at when I first finished high school. And then I did some other grad studies over that time. Um, I've always wanted to study psychology, always, and I just never sort of did. I just pursued other interests and I, I've been spending a lot of time with psychologists with my kids in different ways and I'm obviously very interested in, in, um, not just neurodiverse conditions, but more broadly, what sort of drives human behaviour, and I always have been. And I think I just, it was a, probably a bit of a midlife thing. I just thought, you know what, I think I said this to you once, when I turned 45, which was last year, my my youngest held my cheeks and said to me in the morning, you've got 45 more years to live, which I thought was super cute. But also I thought, oh yeah, I do. I mean, assuming I live to 90, let's go with that as an arbitrary number. <laughs> But it's a long time and there's so much. Like I think I don't really, I'm not really... I don't identify with age necessarily. And so some people think, oh, why would you do that at your age or, you know, at this stage in life? And I think because I'm interested in it and I want to and and because I left my corporate job, I have got this, you know, another 20 years of different versions of working ahead of me and I just thought that I would like to explore. I don't know exactly how it will play out, but I'm loving every single subject, every single lecture, every reading. It's just so up my alley. I
1: love that. I love that. I love that you're finding time in a chaotic world to focus on your interests I and, need to, and to scratch that itch. Uh, I think it's it, absolutely, I mean, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's probably helping yeah. a lot, but I'm sure a lot of people, it's just a bit, it's a bit much Everything's yeah. going on and they don't find that time for themselves. I mean, an interesting question for you um, as as a parent of someone who's got a lot going on, How important do you find making time for yourself and making time to your own brain creativity? And and how do you suggest parents try and find that space?
0: I mean, you know, everyone will say it's important. It's one of those things that people throw around. Everyone will also say that, or a lot of people will say that it's just not their priority. You know, it's not really their priority. I think for me, making this life change about leaving that job was very big because that was taking up a lot of my time. And there's no way I really could have done that as well as studying. So making that big shift, which obviously had a whole lot of implications for us and we had to change a whole lot about our life, which was fine, but I have experienced now what it's like not having a job to go to, not having something for yourself, and I've always worked. So I very learned very quickly about myself, which was not uh, a surprise, that I have got, I really need to be engaged in things. I I get really down and sort of miserable and lose my energy if I'm not engaged in things that I find interesting. And so I sort of have to, like it's almost an element of managing my own mental health that I have to keep myself engaged. Um, But also I do think something happens and you are a a unique 20, are you 23 now? 23-year-old, so um, this doesn't necessarily apply to you. But when, for me, i found a freedom in my forties that I just decided to be more internally driven and more um, sort of interested in pursuing my own path rather than probably for the earlier part of my life, I was pursuing what I thought were, I don't know, maybe extrinsic sort of goals or purposes. And so that makes a big difference because once you sort of decide, well, you're just living for yourself and you, you know, you kind of want to pursue the things that are in your heart. I, I think that comes in some ways with age as well.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I'll I'll speak a little bit on this, but you are absolutely um, more entitled and more the expert. And obviously your your experience is very unique, very courageous and very brave of you and and your partner um, and the family. Um, I think it also has to be acknowledged that you you have to be courageous, but your partner needs to be yeah. incredibly supportive, um, which I know which I know that you have. Yeah, um, you know it's not not the case for for all families that they yeah. can do that that you know they can step away. But I think that what you said, at, you know, your last point is something that can apply to everyone, regardless of what you can and can't do in terms of changes. Is just recognizing how important your own curiosity is and how important your own experiential lens is. Um, Because if you're just, and if you've got a child or or multiple children living with or without a disability that are high needs, I'm sure you can just feel that all you can do is focus on them. But if you're not giving yourself any self-love, but even more so than that, like actually a bit of adventure, a bit of curiosity, then you're not actually probably going to be able to to give them the best support because you're not, your own best support, and you know, maybe finding that little bit of time can actually open yourself up so much more because you can just break out of probably what feels like a little bit of a you know, maybe a prison inside oh, your yeah, head. Of, absolutely, you no, know, if there's no creativity, then you can, I'm sure, get, yeah. get stuck. And yeah. you know, like I said, you, you'll be able to speak to this a lot more than me, but this is what I, you know, I'm able to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I um, absolutely, and I think you're absolutely right. It does depend on your own circumstances and what you can make work. I mean, we, un peaked a whole lot so that we could make it work, but yeah, we still could. And my husband was happy with that. You know, maybe someone else would have preferred that we kept on both having these jobs and had a certain sort of lifestyle, but we didn't, that wasn't um, a priority for us. But I think it's also life stage as well. So my youngest is now nine. And when they were younger, that was a lot harder. So there is, there, there is also a sort of acknowledgement about what is reasonable depending on the ages of your kids. Um, and a lot of people say that they actually have forgotten what it is that they love or what it is that they're sort of passionate about because there are so many years there where you really can't access it. So I think the first step is actually to just reflect on either what you used to love or what take notice of in a day if there's something that perks you up whether it's something that you've read or something that you've heard, take notice of that. Oh, wow, that just brought me a moment of joy or or enthusiasm or energy And, and then explore that, you know, because you don't always still love the things you used to love but there is a piece of work before you can sort of find the time is actually to determine what are the things that bring you. And it might just be going for a walk outside, you know. It might be, I mean, I'm obsessed with watching shows like really, you know, well-produced, good, well-scripted shows. But for me, that's another escape, or reading, or um, swimming, or whatever it is. And it does have to be within the realms of what's possible in your life. But yeah, I do think that there is that there is a piece of work to really determine what are those things that bring you that sort of joy first, because we do, we do, we we lose sight of that in the young years of children.
1: Absolutely, and like you said, it can be a moment. You know, yeah. where we've got a wide viewership of parents and young people and people who are just curious and I'm sure some of the parents listening are saying I have no time yeah I genuinely am stressed all day and I'm busy all day but like I said it can be a moment and I I truly believe that I truly believe that everyone can find a moment in a day yeah a moment of creativity if you really can't find a moment um Maybe you, you really need to get some more support. You know, I know it's yep. not possible for everyone, yep. but particularly in the in the world of disability, that I mean, if you really can't find a minute, um, you're not getting the amount of support that you need, Absolutely. And, and and that is ultimately what. The NDIS and DS reviews and I know people have had mixed um, experiences. But yeah. genuinely, if you can't find if you can't find a minute, yeah. reach out for more support. Absolutely. And
0: whether it's whether it's whether it's paid or whether it's friends or whether it's, you know, community or your neighbors, it's about that um, sort of openness to, yeah. to to realizing that there are people around. And, and if and they give you twenty minutes, amazing.
1: You know, because you might feel that I know there's sport out there, but I can't find a minute a day. Yeah. But reach out, reach yeah. out, even if you need to reach out informally for support yeah. to give you that 30 minutes that yes. then you can then get some more formal support. Yes. Um, we're, we're big advocates here. We've both, I've obviously been involved on in the providing the support structure. You've been able to receive support. Um, it's there, you know, particularly in the disability world. It it's life-changing. It you know, has to
0: be a part of your hygiene, life hygiene.
1: Yeah, It can be crazy, um, but there is support there and, and yeah. it may seem daunting. You may have had negative experiences, but... If you can't find a moment.
0: Yeah.
1: And you, know, Anna, like you had times when it was pretty overwhelming. Like I know yeah. that you're, you, you definitely haven't had the easiest, you know, family life where you could find all the time. Like you, you've definitely had to carve out time and to make these formal sports, informal sports. You know, you can definitely speak to that because I know yeah. that there probably were times where you were like, I don't have a minute.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am a little bit of a victim of my own desire to do a lot. You know that's one of the things that I've had to work on because there's this sort of there's also this element of understanding yourself and understanding what you set up for yourself and whether or not that's serving you. And I, you know, for a long time have just taken on too much, and so the, I genuinely didn't have time because of what I had created right in terms of my own uh, structure. So we're all different. Some some of us can uh, are inclined to take on less and more. And I, I'm in awe of people who who say, oh, no, I can't take that on. I don't have time right now. I think, how do you know that? What do you mean? Because <laughs> I, I really right. struggle with that. That's part of my brain. That's part of how I think and I'm working on that. But, um, yeah, absolutely. I think there, you're, you're, you're in control, right? You have to see that you're in control and that you make choices about what you do and don't do. And within that, you have to prioritise something for yourself.
1: Cool. Um, amazing. And I think it's really, really cool to hear you say that and super important. I want to jump on to our last segment. One thing that I want to hear and I think you know our listeners as well is for you, um, for us, what's something that you're looking forward to this season? Uh, what's something that you're keen to be able to provide to the listeners and provide to the structure of this show? And what's one thing that you're hoping to, and it can be more than one thing, yeah. but what's something that you're looking forward to gaining and, awesome. and learning?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm so excited that we're back. Um, I've really missed this. And I think this is one of these things that brings me really a relatively short amount of um, time, but an enormous amount of filling up my bucket of like, you know, intellectual stimulation and curiosity and connection. So, I mean, just coming back is really exciting for me. Um, I'm really excited about some of the guests that we've got. As we did last time, we've got a mix of people with lived experience, experts and community leaders and there's a couple of young people that I'm super excited to get behind the mics because and and I know you've encouraged this as well that um, we really want to mix up the the backgrounds and the demographics and the generations of the people that we're talking with. So I'm really excited about um, some young people. Um, I'm excited about drawing out. We spent quite a lot of time on autism in season one. I want to explore ADHD as a as an as another thing because often it comes together with uh, with neurodiverse conditions and I think it's one of those ones that is also very hidden and to the idea about you might appear to look like a neurotypical person but there are some things that you struggle with which are really, really can be very difficult and I think building awareness around that. I think there's more media attention at the moment on that and I think it's a good time to to kind of spend a little bit of time delving into what that looks like and how it is for kids and, and adults as well. And I'm excited about hearing from our listeners. I'd really like to encourage hearing back. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you want us to, where do you want us to go exploration-wise? I'd really like to build that sort of um, community connection so that we're responding to what people actually particularly want to hear about.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Message us on Instagram, get in contact. Um Favorite episode or episodes from last season that you, if we have some new listeners, that you would uh, that you personally enjoyed.
0: Oh gosh! Do you know the other day I started listening to them again because, in preparation for season two, and my son walked in. He goes, "Are you listening to your own podcast?" (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> read it. But I just love it, Jordan. I love it. I love listening. I love who we who we got on board. I think Chris Varney is my favorite. I you know, I know that we laughed about how I had a fan crush on him. <laughs> But, I mean, I think one of the things that we didn't do with Chris, I probably didn't do, and unfortunately I know that you missed it, was really talk a little bit more about what he's doing with his organisation because he's got this brilliant organisation and perhaps we can uh, get Chris to come in and tell us a little bit more about what work he's doing in I Can Network because um, I think the work that he's doing is brilliant. And, I mean, aside from that, I just love that conversation so much. You know that we ended up splitting it into two because there was so much in there, but Chris is just such a, an inspiration such a nice guy, such a an, an important leader in the community. I think for me that was my favourite. What was awesome. your favourite?
1: Um, I'm probably going to have to say two. Um, I loved firstly our conversation with Tal Spinrad. Yeah, me
0: he too. for me
1: is just a personal mentor. Taught me probably if there was one person who's, who's Given me the most insight into the disability community and the mind of someone living with a disability, it's Tull yeah. and what he provides and his storytelling and his humor and his intellect.
0: He's in, such a great guy, too. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I have nothing but the most wonderful things to say about him. We'll, um, we'll get
0: him back. We're definitely getting yeah, him back for so season two as well. I would
1: definitely, I enjoy listening to that and I would recommend that um, to listeners. And I mean,
0: I know what you're going to say. I,
1: I have to say, <laughs> yeah, I have no, to say course. it. I absolutely adored the conversation we had with the Hawthorne oh, Football too. Club. <laughs> it was,
0: they're so awesome. Very and, cool. And, uh, you know, what they're doing and how they see their role as community leaders.
1: It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. it, it was, was really good. It was one of those that I was excited going into it So I'm like, you know, the CEO um, you know, of the Hawks, I go for the Hawks. Yeah. This is so cool. This is going to be a cool chat. And then we had the conversation. I was like, whoa, well, yeah. what? what this is super cool what the AFL is doing in diversity, what Hawks are doing in disability. Like it it turned into this chat that made me so much more proud to be a Hawks fan. I mean, it was funny, it was fun, I loved it. Um, And I really am looking forward to this season ahead. I've got a lot of... A lot of things that I personally am keen to bring, and yeah. a lot of things that I'm really keen to learn.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that we're doing this season is really focusing on um, sort of the well being element. So we've got a yoga teacher, we've got a meditation coach, we've got, you know, experts who can really just help these parents and people, anyone involved in the community to understand how it is that they can look after themselves as well. So to your point, you know, asking me about what are the things that bring me joy, it's so important that we think about ourselves as a crucial kind of cog in the wheel. So there's some, there's a really nice focus on self-care as well.
1: Amazing. Amazing. And yeah, I'm excited for our role to continue to grow. You know, we've got a better idea now what who's listening and, and what they're listening for and I think you know from my perspective being able to be someone who for the, our young listeners can relate to um, but then also be able to facilitate a conversation um, of understanding the support structures and a genuine curiosity in, into the lives of you know the families and and the professionals that I'm not in that in that world um, is something that I really enjoy being able to to me learn um, but also provide that sort of Access point, yeah, uh, and then for you, you know, being able to basically b- perfectly balance me out and be someone who we've got lots of families that you're you're relatable and they can really understand your perspective and through you, begin to understand these different perspectives of you know these professionals we bring in to be able to understand my perspective. They've got young people around them, I'm sure. Um, they've got you know support uh, organizations around them and you know being able to hear how I think about disability as someone who doesn't come from the disability community and and how we relate to each other from our different lived experiences. Um, I really think that we're able to cover most people who who come in to listen yeah. um, and and not feel that, ah, oh, there's no one here that I can can yeah. relate to um, I mean I don't know if they everyone's gonna to relate to our humor Anna oh. but I think they can they can definitely relate to some of our perspectives
0: I reckon we are hilarious yeah,
1: but that's that's why I think <laughs> I'm not sure everyone else is going to relate but you I have know, no doubt that we find
0: <laughs> ourselves, ourselves
1: no doubt about that Anna yeah. well we um, talked about
0: comedy last time and yeah. we can, you know that's still like having a good old laugh and, and finding the funny and things is, is just gonna to continue to be one of our themes so you know if you don't like our humor give us feedback tell us what how you would like us too, you know. Be yeah. funny.
1: Actually, I've been writing um, like a stand-up comedy sketch oh. over for the past few months, and I'm going to have to I'm going to have to show you. It's I a, am it's like a full, so up for that. It's like a full 45 minutes stand-up. So up for that. <laughs> yeah, so, that is
0: awesome. I don't know when you must do things in your sleep, Jordan, <laughs> but um, you know nothing surprises me anymore. No, it's excited, awesome.
1: I'm excited to show you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I reckon that we've definitely given yeah, a, a good awesome. rundown. Yeah, um, it's so good to be back. So it's great good. to be behind the mic. I love these conversations. Me
0: too. Oh, Jordan, it's so exciting to see you again. It's so exciting to be back. I hope, you know, people listening are as excited as we are about what's ahead and I'm so looking forward to season two. Can't wait to see you again really soon.
1: Absolutely. Um, it's great to be back with you, Anna. It's great to see you again. And, and yeah, I'm really excited for to be able to connect with our little Village Lantern community more during this season. I think that's a big thing for us now that we you know, I've got, got people listening. Let's hear, let's connect, let's hear your stories. Let's get, get to know us better. We want to get to know you better. I mean, normally the sequel is not as good as <laughs> as the first, but, but we're all about unconventional methods here. So this is going to be an amazing, amazing season. And we can't wait for you to be on the journey here yeah, with us.
0: It's going to be awesome. Stay well, Jordan. See you next time. You too. You too. Bye. Bye.